0: Hello, I'm Faye Dicker and thanks ever so much for listening to Freelance Bristol Mum. It was in 2010 when I first heard about Happy City and they've really kept themselves on the radar ever since. It's one of those things that sounds like a really great concept, but every now and then I think... Well, actually, what is it all about? Isn't happiness just a sense of well-being? Isn't happiness just a purely subjective thing? Surely it's just a warm and fluffy feeling. And surely if we're all going around happy all the time anyway, that's just like living in Noddy Land. Well... I got my chance to ask those questions to Robin Haig. He's the head of communications at Happy City in Bristol. And he gave me actually some really good answers and how the Happy City can help freelance Bristol mums. We
1: have a number of projects and, and actually things that people can consume, product. But at the heart of all of that lies, I suppose, a way of looking at well-being and happiness and saying... Is it just about economic prosperity? We, we know we have all sorts of measures, uh, economic and financial measures, uh, such as GDP, for example, that no longer really work alone in measuring true well-being, authentic well-being, authentic happiness. So we're about trying to redefine that. That is not to say exclude economic factors from the, from the picture at all, but add to them, make for a more profound discussion, a more profound idea of what happiness and well-being is. We, you know, we call it happy city because um, what 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 would a what would a mother want for her child? She's not going to say, "Well, actually, I would like to have uh, necessarily a fulfilling uh, life and, and all this kind of thing." You can actually say, well, "I want my child to be happy. I want my son to be happy. I want my daughter to be happy." Um, so there's a while it's it's a really warm and, and somewhat fuzzy word. It, it actually has got a lot of gravity for people. It's important. So all of the things that we, the products and, and services that we throw off, as it were, are all about making happiness happen in Bristol. Our aim also is to provide a model that's scalable and usable across the UK and indeed, it may sound ambitious, to make that useful internationally. We've got a certain degree of interest from parts of uh, Latin America and the United States and Europe about this. There are a lot of people in this area and we don't all have the answer. We've got pieces of the answer and we're one of those projects, we hope.
0: And happiness, like you say, is a bit of a warm and fuzzy feeling. How do you therefore measure the success of a happiness project in a happy city?
1: Well, that's a really good question, Faye. And one of the things we're doing at the moment, or developing at the moment, is just such a tool to measure that. Um, People don't realise that they make happiness anyway. You don't have to kind of step out of yourself and do something new necessarily. For example... um, Connecting with people is a really important uh, generator of happiness within an individual. So I'll use myself as an example. We have a really nice postman who comes down my uh, street. And, you know, I've started trying to talk to this guy so that he's not just a person who delivers the mail. And, you know, he's been, and we we have a chat every so often. That's connecting with someone I don't know. I try to connect better with my neighbours, some of whom I like to connect with and some of whom I don't. Um... Learning new things is another part of, of being happy. So, uh, learn, well, learning new things, as I say. Um, uh, kind of um, being active. So not necessarily kind of running a, a, a half marathon every weekend or something like that, but maybe going for a walk every so often, being a bit active, raising your heart rate, but also just being outdoors. This is known to be uh, a generative of good health, and good health equals well-being, and well-being is an indicator of happiness. Noticing, being mindful of the things that are around you, whether it's maybe out on that walk I've just been speaking about, or your child, um, th- their environment, what they're doing, some neat thing they do. I, I know mothers are really attentive to their, to what their kids get up to, and, and 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 delight in that. And that's just one of those things. And and gratitude and giving. You know, um, gratitude. Interestingly enough, there've been studies about gratitude, which actually show that people who, for example, use a diary to um, To record three things that they're thankful for each day, tend to uh, sleep better, they sleep 10% longer than people who don't do this, they uh, regard themselves as about 25% happier, and there's a whole way of measuring that, they just don't go, yeah I feel a quarter happier than somebody else. Um, They uh, are more productive at work, they um, have lower blood pressure, and Things like uh, cardiac, vagal uh, t- uh, to- uh, tone, which is a measure of, uh, of health, is actually much higher than it is in other people. So well, vagal tone, I think it is. And that means actually they're happier and healthier at the same time. But what we are doing in a wider sense is trying to create a, um, a series of measures which will help the people of Bristol very much understand that um, they can uh, put happiness in and they can take happiness out. So... To give you a concrete example of that, it would be something like holding a street party is very much putting something in. Someone coming to that street party is taking something out, like a bank of happiness, a reserve of happiness. So these are the things we're trying to do, but also to try to again remind people that you know just the stuff that you do on a day-to-day basis makes for happiness. And if you were grateful for someone doing that to you, for example, if I said. Oh well, actually, um, that really makes me feel great. That postman actually engages me in, in conversation. That's that's a really nice thing. Then, we want to find a way of people being able to record that, and so that we we can see a physical manifestation, a physical measure of happiness in Bristol. Um, we know that bad things happen in Bristol. We're not, you know, it would be a, a really awful and, and disrespectful to, to say actually, yeah, the city is just one really big groovy kind of zoological garden of wonderfulness some really dark things happen here but you can either, you know, you can water the weeds or you can water the flowers. Our job is to water the flowers, that's what we're about
0: And how can the Happiness Project help improve the happiness levels with freelancing mums in Bristol who, let's face it are juggling a gazillion balls and often their happiness stakes get put to the bottom of the pile
1: Yeah, okay, well that's a that's a, a very Profound question, and it's not easy to answer. We've got some bits and pieces which I think are part of that answer. For example, Happy City in its in its headquarters in Stokes Croft in Bristol at, at seventy seven Stokes Croft, um, we provide a working environment um, for people, uh, a very fluid one, so that um, freelancers, uh, and and this is a growing bunch of people, and especially more and more women are, are, are being in the workplace in a freelance on a freelance basis and a freelance capacity because that meets their needs and actually, um, and they're meeting needs also of, of people who want their products or services. Um, so we have, a, we have a workspace which um, we uh, we believe is a really fluid environment. And one of the great strengths of that, and I, it, it applies to, to freelance mums as, as, as much as it does to anybody else, is the ability to kind of share your situation with others, seek help from, from other people in that workspace and actually give help to them so for example let's say one was a a, a freelance web designer or a graphic designer somebody like that Um, we we have already women who are doing that in our space and uh, running a business that may not have um, because no one's an expert in everything they need to be able to run a perfect business they might actually need some bookkeeping skills or something like that they might need some Ideas about marketing, they might need um, some uh, some design ideas. They might need a bit of PR. All of that is available on a on a very informal and, and actually free basis because we're you know we all try to be helpful. Just, you know, being helpful, giving is one of the great um, happiness generators. So that's something that happens every day, every hour in our workspace. And it's it's uh, I've worked in a lot of places, and some of them were not places you ever want to go back to. But Happy City definitely is. Um, it's respectful um it's a love it's a it's a you know we've got a code of conduct there and it's not some kind of like really difficult thing to adhere to it's about being courteous being you know listening um being respectful and 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 solution focused all those sorts of things so if if if, if you you know would come down there and say well you know i okay i want to spend a i want to spend kind of like a couple of days a month here okay there's a cost attached to that but uh A financial cost Um, but also you're going to get a lot out of that because when you come down you'll be able to um, use the resource that is everyone there. You'll be able to talk to people, be able to ask some questions, be able to uh, answer their questions and so on. So that's kind of like one thing that we do that is of immediate benefit, albeit as I say with a price tag attached to it, not a high one. We've got an event on on Wednesday the 13th of November in Bristol um, which is uh, at the Crofters' Rights in Stokes Croft, and it's, it's about sharing what we've called sharing our superpowers, a superpower being something that you've, you've got that you, can, that you can help other people with. Um, and it, it's, it's about, you know, who, wh- wh- whatever sector you come from, I think there'll be something there for you to kind of, like, um, think about and, and, and understand. And, it's, and, and we're kind of showcasing the idea, not just of what, what we do and what we have but also the general idea of, of sh- sharing our knowledge, sharing our resources and so on, and how that actually turns into successful business apart from anything else. I mean, you know, we, we, we fully recognise and, and, and seek ourselves to, 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 to get funding, you know, and businesses like your own uh, are looking for, for, for ways of, of, uh, of getting money and, um, and, being, and being successful, paying bills, making a little bit of a profit, reinvesting that making the business better and so on and eventually perhaps um, you know employing somebody else or joining other freelancers that kind of thing Um, we also have like training schemes that was a very American thing to say we also have like training (laughs) schemes um, which are about um, it's well known that that if you're happier you're more productive for example uh, people who are happy in the workplace and that goes for for a a solo person as well uh, tend to work at, to output to be one and a half days more productive per week than someone who isn't that's a hell of a lot if you pardon my French and um, that means that your your own business however big or small it is you know however, like you the freelancer or part of a group or what have you you know it's going to be a lot more productivity and productivity equals potentially more revenue and so on um, so happiness has got direct benefits on the bottom line and as I say that, that's your bottom line as a freelancer it's your bottom line as anybody Um you will be healthier, so you won't be... Um, people who are happy at work tend to take one and a half day's sick leave per year. When I read that statistic, I thought, you are kidding me. That's not much. And then I started to think about my own situation and thought, well, I can't have been very happy in my last workplace." class. Um, so the... Um, so we have, we have all sorts of training products in that area. We have loads of little bits and pieces that you can get off the web or you can come in and, and get from us booklets and stuff like that about how to be happy. And, and, and these, are, these are research things. This isn't some kind of stuff that we've invented. This comes from years of academic research. And the idea of happiness being really important to um, one's individual freedom, well-being, health, productivity... Uh, and, and, um, and responsibility towards others is actually, uh, or has been researched very carefully for a long time it's got a lot more, um, uh, how do you say, uh, reputation now as something that's, that, that should be uh, investigated and actually should be incorporated into how we, for example, look at an economy it's not just about how much money is made in that economy how much is, pr- how much is materially produced but actually how people feel within that and um, this country is, is, is you know, n- got a lot of room for improvement. I mean, there are some places in northern Europe where where happiness is recognised as being and well-being is recognised as something important, and a lot of attention is given to that. It's starting to happen here now. The uh, Office for National Statistics, the National Audit Office, also both produce reports about well-being and happiness, and um, and this government and governments before have actually started to kind of grind towards realizing that actually a happy population that enjoys well-being is going to be more productive and um, in, in every sense so social security um, crime prevention all those sorts of things
0: it's all well and good and it sounds fabulous I have to say you know sitting here talking about happiness and the the merits of it and not just for your own sense of personal well-being but productivity and health I mean one of the things I always think that I wish for for the future for my daughter is health and happiness that the two go very much hand in hand and I think it's really important that we should have both however as I hear you talk about all of this I can't but help think is this realistic does it make it all sound like life's going to be a bit like Naughty Land where we all drive around in cars and you know smile and there's bells on our heads and everything's wonderful and there's a world of no crime is it a realistic concept
1: it's never going to be Naughty Land is it we're not we're not going to be um, we're not going to um, enjoy a, a life that's unfettered um, by a challenge and some of those challenges will always be if I can call them that dark ones I go back to that phrase about you know are we going to water the weeds or are we going to water the flowers there will always be weeds there Faye, for sure um, we, we are not going to um, and it I, I personally don't think it's possible to make a world that is absolutely 100% happy but what we can do is actually increase the happiness that we have and by doing that decrease the unhappiness that we experience individually collectively So you just said um, happy people are healthier healthy people have less uh, call on the health service which means that the health service can devote its time to people who are unhealthy because of reasons other than their mental state we will have um, a more productive workforce, so that part of the economy, the the money part of the economy, the material part of the economy, will be more successful. And what does that mean? More employment, busyness. You know, the the word busy only turned or business, only became so in its understanding of being somebody's in financially the financial institution in, in the late nineteenth century. Uh, Around the time of the Industrial Revolution, before that, business, business was just busyness, was being occupied by something. It might be farming or what have you. Um, but uh, to get back on course, um, you know what we have to do is 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 actually not raise the white flag. You could say, yeah, it's going to be really difficult, really difficult, to increase happiness in in, in my street, in my suburb, in my city, in my county, and so on. But, um, you know, where, where does, will one not start? Um, we are a start. Happy City, the Happy City initiative is a start. It's not an end point. It's a start. It's a start of a conversation. It's a start of a process. We produce things to show that you can you can actually be happier, get happier, um, have more well-being. There is a, there's a wealth of scientific evidence that backs this up. So we're not just a bunch of, you know, kind of, Long haired, or in my case, no haired hippies, um, kind of saying, "Oh yeah, uh, well, it's just all uh, like really great." Man, um, there's a whole lot of really difficult stuff out there in the world. Um, if we can make for, a, if I can make for a happier street, I can help make for a happier city, and that means in my street, there's less chance of violence, there's less chance of criminality. It won't go away. We're not hiding from that. We can't hide from that. Um, but what we can do is actually hold up our hand against against that tide and say, look, now I'm going to push that back a little bit. And Happy City is about pushing that back a lot. And if we all kind of signed up for this and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm actually going to recognise that I already do this, you know, because you already do this. When you say, when you're polite and kind to someone who's a stranger, that makes happiness. It's, and, and I think we have to recognise that we do this. I'm really passionate about that. It's one thing I have brought to Happy City is a passion for making sure that people uh, uh, under, understand that they don't have to kind of necessarily do something new. They kind of have to notice what they're already doing. And also maybe me saying this, someone will say, yeah, well, actually, I wasn't really that kind to that person. Maybe I should be a bit aware of that, be, be a bit more mindful about that. That would be a bit of a good result as well. Those little things, the tiny microcosmic microfilaments of happiness making will actually make the bigger things and bigger things and bigger things.
0: And to go back to the sharing of the superpowers event, I... Um, I'm guessing that it's useful if we all bring something to the party and um, the superpower being for example your area of expertise so for example I could turn up to this event and I could say look my sharing of superpower is that I'm a I do I'm a broadcaster by trade I do podcasts and voiceover and so on and so on and is it then just working out how best I, you can collaborate with others
1: I think that's very much part of the- part of that process absolutely i think you've got to you know we've all got to find a way of um of collaborating this is not going to happen automatically um you know otherwise we'll just sit in the room kind of going somebody's going to have to collaborate with me um and uh yeah i think it's about people bringing bringing their skills and um and and um possibly as time goes on and collaboration occurs you'll start to realize you've got more than just the sort of hard skills that you think you've got you've got a bit more to give um you know I, I've, I've been a journalist i've been in pr and marketing um but i wouldn't regard myself as having you know the top 100 ideas in marketing or pr uh, or journalism um i've got i've got some good ideas i might have one or two um if i can share the, the ones i have other people will have others and we will have a collaboratively better result um but it also means in a very important you know I, i've Being a freelancer it's um a challenging sometimes frightening space to occupy especially if you've got children to support and i didn't and i found it difficult enough so i i i have a little bit of feeling for what that might be like you know so it's about making money it's i'm not talking about kind of oh you know let's all kind of turn up in the space and like get our groove on i'm talking about actually making a space where business and transactions can occur which are useful profitable and uh regular so as to be secure for people but also actually throwing off good stuff at the same time and then when that throw and, and by throwing off good stuff more good stuff will come back that's kind of a uh, a law of thermo- thermodynamics almost so um for me um i think that going to this event on uh on the 13th of November at the uh, Crofters' Rights in, in Stokes Croft, freelancing mums, to be able to meet other freelancing mums and other people, discuss and hear about the power of collaborative work, both in terms of how that enriches one's own business but also how um one can enrich other people's business.
0: And that was Robin Haig speaking there, the head of communications at Happy City. And if you want a slice of the happy pie and you want to get involved in the superpower event, it takes place Wednesday the thirteenth of November at Crofter's Rights. That's from one till five. Tickets cost 14 pounds on the door. To find out more, drop Mike Zelda a line. That's Mike at happycity.org.